Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Betches Media presents Ha Ha Laugh Funny Mention It All, a Bravo by Betches podcast. We don't say that, but now we said it. With Dylan Hafer. Who gon' check me, boo? And Barry Rosenfeld. I need to start drinking alcohol. Now go to sleep, we. Hello, and welcome to the first ever episode of the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer. And I'm Barry Rosenfeld. And this podcast is going to be your behind-the-scenes look at all of the latest episodes of Bravo, Real Housewives, all the shows you love. We're going to be diving into social media drama, having lots of exciting guests, and I'm excited to kick it off. Yeah, Dylan, I'm really excited to talk about all the drama and our own opinions of all the shows for the week. For sure. So... Today, we have lots to talk about. We are going to go over Real Housewives of New York, Atlanta, Vanderpump Rules, and the season premiere of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And then at the end of the episode, we have an interview with the one and only Countess Luann de Lesseps. And so stick around and listen to that because she spilled a little bit of tea about season 12. And it was pretty exciting. Right. Obviously, this is our first episode today. And then starting next week, we are going to a format where we're going to be doing three episodes a week, shorter episodes on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays. So every episode is going to have specific shows that we're talking about. So as you can imagine, we'll be breaking up Beverly Hills, New York, Atlanta, Potomac is starting soon, lots to talk about. And also, if you love talking about this shit as much as we do, be sure to join our Facebook group. It's Bravo by Betches. Search it. You'll find it. Um, and also, I want to mention, Betches right now is doing the Good Influence Fund for Corona Relief. Um, last week, we did the first ever Betches Instathon to raise money, and we had a lot of exciting guests, including Luann and Kristen Doty. And you can check out videos of their segments on our YouTube right now. So that's Betches on YouTube. Um, Kristen was so funny on that segment. She threw some shade and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And also, of course, Luann always has something good to say about what's going on in her personal life, as well as our favorite girls from New York. Okay. So speaking of New York, um, I think we both were in agreement that this week they had the best episode of any of the shows. It was pretty great. I'm not saying the first two episodes were boring by any means, but this episode just showed their true habitat you know like just their level of drunk their trips their outfits their and you really got to see how they interacted with each other and i was living for it yeah i feel like the first couple episodes of the season were like a good setup and then this week they really kicked it into high gear we had an iconic scene at the winery where Everybody was getting drunk and crying about their <laughs> emotional past. I will literally pay someone if they could tell me what Sonia's personal story was. Um, could you was, decipher that? I don't think it was in English. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, but, I, but the thing is, I don't know what it was in, but I loved it. I was like more intrigued in hers than anyone else's. It's funny because I feel like we've, we've heard Ramona talk about her childhood and stuff in the past but it doesn't feel like she like dwells on it too much but she was really 
in her feelings in that moment. Yeah. And I'm really glad that Leo was so open about her past. I feel like she wasn't really there for a pity party. She was being open and honest about what happened when she was younger and how her parents treated her. And honestly, she turned out pretty well to me. Yeah, I think it's exciting that Leah already kind of feels comfortable enough in the group to open up like that. And it's only been a few weeks because I feel like sometimes with new housewives, you have to get like halfway into the season before they really feel like they're like in the group. And I don't know, this week I was, I was so into her. Yeah. Plus I feel like at this point, she thinks they're all so crazy that she's probably thinking, wow, whatever I say, it makes me still look better than at these women. (laughs) I could not handle the moment at the party later in the episode. They go to this party, obviously, when Ramona calls her out for chewing gum at the party and she goes, no, I'm not. And then it cuts to her confessional and she just goes, I swallowed the gum. I swallowed it. But uh, but then she's walking with Tinsley and she's pointing. She goes, it was spearmint. It's burning my throat. Like she, like, listened. That whole scene though. Okay, so they went to this, what Ramona corrected everyone, $39 million mansion in the Hamptons. And it was so funny because it's not Ramona's house. She was hosting a party there. And she turned this persona on like so elegant and introducing everyone where Sonia is already like three sheets to the wind and she's calls her out, which I was so happy. She was like, Ramona, why are you being so formal? Which is so something I would do also. Cause like, who are you? Who are you trying to impress? But Ramona for the past few seasons has always had like these friends and her friends, you know? Right. So she was trying, she was like, she was separating them and all the girls felt so awkward, but I loved, loved, loved when Tinsley in her confessional was like, Ramona's pretending to live a life that Sonia like already did. Is Sonia still living that life? No, but like Sonia's no, like no stranger to that lifestyle. I was very, so then at the party, Sonia obviously was quite intoxicated. Oh my God. Ramona's friend, Elise, who I think is going to be around more this season, she brought up the concept of a trophy wife and basically said that she wasn't a trophy wife, but implied that Sonia was. And of course, Sonia takes great offense to that because- Wait, what a know- typical housewife argument. That is well, epic. We know that Sonia over the past couple seasons, especially <laughs> when she's drunk, is still adamant that she lost her best friend and her life partner and all of that. <laughs> So it's just like, it's kind of hilarious to watch like everybody else kind of tiptoe around the idea of like, she wants a trophy wife, but- Right, but like who calls someone that like to their face? That is, that's crazy. But at the same time, like to me personally right now, like I would take that as a compliment. And then they said Tinsley was a trophy wife and she was like, to my high school sweetheart, we're the same age. I'm at boarding school. Right. Um, House tour though. I don't know where I stand with that either because that is not an actual house. That really was more of like a museum and it had a bowling alley on a different level and just like almost a playroom and an indoor skate park and all of that. And so half the girls were like, I don't do um, house tours. Like that's just tacky. But at the same yeah, time, this wasn't like, this wasn't like coming to my apartment and let me show you the kitchen and the living room. This deserved a little bit of a tour. Yeah, I will say I don't have a lot of experience at houses that nice. (laughs) So like when I give someone a tour of my apartment, it takes about 25 seconds. You can stand in one spot. (laughs) I'm like, bedroom's over there. That's the kitchen. 
I do um, have to agree with Sonia in the sense that they had no gin. Like, come on. Yes. So Sonia, also, Sonia tried to order, what was it, a gin and tonic or something, and they didn't have gin. And she was like, she's like, this is not the main house. Because if it was the main house, they'd have the good alcohol. Yeah, that was just weird. But also, anyone in this quarantine would be happy to be on Sonia's level that she was on the other night. I don't, I, we've all had those moments, but that looked like a really good time. She was the most drunk I think I've ever seen her. She's been really drunk. Absolutely. I also, earlier in the episode when they were at the winery still and Leah said something about being a fuck boy and Sonia (laughs) had no idea what that meant. And she goes, she goes, a fuck boy, like a good fucker. (laughs) I, but, but Leah also was like, that doesn't even sound good, Sonia. Like, it's not a good thing. It doesn't even sound like a good name. I don't understand. Her, so, Leah's not monotone in any sense of the word, but she's so, like, her 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 tone doesn't change when she's, like, talking about the other girls. Like, she's that much smarter than them, and it's so funny to listen to because she's, like, can't believe she's having these conversations with these women. I think that's part of the reason that she is fitting in so seamlessly is because she's not trying to be a loud personality like the rest of them. Like if you're in a room with like a Sonia and a Luann and a Dorinda, like you can't be trying to like dominate the conversation. So she's done a really good job at kind of like watching and listening and making her comments when is appropriate. But right. She hasn't really like stepped on toes yet, except I'm waiting for maybe it, Dorinda's. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for it though. Can we also talk about what did you think Ramona was doing with Joe? Like, do you think she wanted it or do you think she was just being like Ramona? I okay, think that was I, her way of flirting with someone. And I would do the same oh, thing if that was the house I potentially could live in. Absolutely. She was flirting. I don't think Ramona <laughs> is the kind of person who, I don't think she sleeps around, but she wants everybody to want her. And so- right. She's, Listen, I, mean, I would she's, too if I looked like that. If I, if I she's the epitome of flirtatious. And the fact that she squeezed in a date between the winery and the party <laughs> was, you know, just peak Ramona. That's why we love her. That's also not the first time Ramona has done that. Oh, Like she will randomly not. go on dates throughout like an episode and everyone's like, Ramona, like, what are you doing? She went on a date on the Miami trip last year. <laughs> Calling all my honeys. Support for today's episode comes from Honey Love. Whether you're a bride, a wedding guest, or simply seeking everyday smoothing, Honey Love is the go-to for all things shapewear. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. For a limited time, you can get Honey Love on sale, get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their Signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back and thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash MIA. 
Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Move with confidence. Thanks to Honey Love. Okay, so definitely we can agree New York was the best episode so far of the season. Makes me very excited to see upcoming episodes. They're still in the Hamptons next week, so it's fun. I mean, I like their Hamptons vibe. I know. I'm excited to see what other messes they get themselves into because I just feel like there's always crying or some sort of drama that we are not even like expecting from them, which is um, the most exciting part because I don't understand. I watch sometimes and I'm like, how can someone fit that much drama into their life? How do you even have time for it? But I have time to watch it. That's for sure. Well, okay. So speaking of messes, we need to talk about Real Housewives of Atlanta and what is kind of going on with the tail end of this season. Because for me... Not going on. For me, so this season has been on for almost six and a half months now, I think. <laughs> I going to say a, a year. They've taken a couple weeks off here and there, but overall it feels like we have been on season 12 of Atlanta for years and years. I don't even <laughs> remember it starting. I don't remember. It, it's crazy because it started the same week as New Jersey, and New Jersey New is like a distant over. memory. Yeah. Um, but so anyway, they had their episode on Sunday. It's the last episode. So this coming week is their season finale, and then we're getting the online reunion, which I have just no idea what to expect. Good for but, them, though. I'm kind of excited to watch that, but it is the most fun part about a reunion is their glam, first of all, and second of all, seeing their dynamic on the couches. Like, you can't choose who goes next to whose box on Zoom. I saw someone made someone made a meme that was like the reunion seating chart, and it was just like eight <laughs> Zoom boxes around Andy's <laughs> face. That's so <laughs> funny. Like, but Nini was like upside down because she couldn't figure it out. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited to see that. But so they've been back from Greece for a couple weeks now, and I really feel like they're just kind of like stalling before the season ends. They This episode, we had a lot of married couple drama, non-drama, and it just feels like they have nothing. There's no arguments or anything. They haven't been in the same place together. Right. And it's like, I don't want to watch 30 minutes of Candy and Todd talking about Candy's <laughs> schedule. <laughs> I know. I'm, but then at that point, are you like, did they not have anything to talk about with each other either? Like all these couples? I don't know. I mean, I think like they probably had just gotten back from the trip and just like didn't really have any events on the calendar for a couple weeks. But I'm hoping the season finale is a little better because they have Candy's baby shower. But <laughs> you know, um, also, Dylan. Do, yeah. No, you go. Do most people have a baby shower when they're having their third child? Um, that's an up in the air question. I feel like everyone's different. I can't see Candy though not having one, but an average person might not because they would use what they have from like their previous kids um, okay, okay. for their third. But wait, do we know what, <laughs> do we, I forgot the sex of the baby. Yeah, it's a girl, Blaze. Well, that's why, that's why, because her son like they don't have that many hand-me-downs from a boy to a girl. Okay. That's why. Yeah. Okay. Um, but Dylan, is there anyone from past Atlanta specifically cast members that you'd want to see back? 
I I don't know. I do feel like the cast of Atlanta needs some kind of shakeup before next season because I like I really like everyone who's on the cast right now. I don't think there's like people that are that shouldn't be there, but it just feels a little stale. Like it feels like we've had we've right, had like the there's no Kim Fields. <laughs> we've had the Ken, we've had the Kenya and Nini. We've had Portia's fight. Like I think the dynamics yeah. are kind of a little too played out with this group. I feel like I would be excited if Eva brought it more next season. I think this season she's kind of taken the back seat, but mm-hmm. I could see her getting better. But if not, it might be time for her to um, to uh, take a, a little leave of absence. But what are the know, chances I, we can get Kim Zolciak back? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think after season, what was it? Season 10, when she was back, I feel like she kind of is is done for good. Like it wouldn't make sense at this point. But it was just, that was good drama. Like that was what we need right now. Speaking of that, though, I would love to have Sheree back. I'm a big Sheree fan. That's true. I agree. I, I agree. With I that. think when Sheree was on last, she kind of made a mistake in like allying herself with Kim because yeah. she was like she and Kim were like ride or die that season, and then obviously yeah. that didn't like end well yeah um but I don't know I yeah so I think Sheree maybe like um I mean the big one that people always talk about is Phaedra but I have mixed feelings about that I liked when Phaedra and Candy were tight and then when their friendship dwindled I was like kind of over it but I thought they were like so cute together but I'm just I don't know I'm ready for the season to kind of be like over so we can see what's next (laughs) next year well and we and especially because right when atlanta ends then we get potomac on sunday nights and that is very exciting i know okay Um, so before we get into talking about beverly hills can we talk about our other favorite group from la (laughs) vanderpump rules the the pumpsters okay so this week was um katie and tom's second wedding in vegas and i I think I speak for a lot of people when I say that this did nothing for me. <laughs> oh my God, I disagree. I thought this was a great episode. It was, I think it was one of the better episodes of the season, which is like kind of a low bar so yeah. far, but <laughs> I don't I don't know. I just like, I'm done seeing weddings on this show. I know, and I know. I know. I know we have more to come because Stassi and Bo, and now that Lala and Rand's wedding is postponed, who knows right. if that'll be on the show. I so, know but they went to Vegas and personally I know their friendship is always so up in the air but I have to say I felt bad for Kristen I I did I I know that she's done shitty things too but I don't know I just felt like she was genuinely upset that she wasn't invited and I don't know I think my feelings would probably have been a little bit hurt also but I feel like she gets over it in two minutes so I also really like how Sheena and Kristen were hanging out and Sheena makes a point of saying, oh, Katie just texted me saying she wishes I was there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what a bitch. I, I love know. Sheena, but like that is so rude. I know. Um, Let me talk about another thing about Sheena this episode though, because I did say this out loud again, love her, but what she wore to um, that party, I literally said out loud, did she picked that outfit out and was like, this is what, this is what I'm going to wear tonight. That like striped 
crop top with the braid pigtails and the hoops. I was like, it's, there's, there's a lot going on right now, but at the same time, I, I give her a lot of credit for what she's going through right now. So I'll let that one slide. I feel like Sheena's aesthetic is just like, she, she like went to Fashion Nova. And Coachella. Just, she, she went to like the, the festival section of Fashion Nova and then just like clicked on the first thing that came up and was like, I guess that works. I bet I'll like that. But, um, um, my MVPs right now, I've got to say, are the trio of Raquel, Danica, and Charlie, because every episode they come through with these little one-liners that just make me literally laugh out loud. And honestly, on Vanderpump Rules, I'm not getting a lot of um, LOLs these days. <laughs> so Danica's quote, or no, Charlie's quote she said, two things I've learned in LA. Everyone bangs each other and they don't care. And two, for men out here, vagina does not have a face. I'm kind of over her for the time being. I, I feel like she's like, she's pushing it a little too far, like the sexualness. Like, I, you don't have to try that hard. It's, it's to get, you're already on the show. I, I get it. Like, you want to like stand your ground, whatever. And she is hot. She's cute. But like, everything she says is sexual or so like vulgar and I'm like do you have anything oh my god my favorite thing she said was when she was um telling the people to order cheesecake and she was like I don't really know though I'm very picky about cheesecake I go to the cheesecake factory like what did Lisa have to say when she saw her suggesting to a customer to go to the cheesecake factory for dessert over sir and then okay so also this episode real quick we had Raquel ordering they were ordering at the restaurant and she ordered a cheeseburger with the cheese that was her order (laughs) and then Danica told this story in her confessional about how she Dana's it's not going to work with Dana and Brett because Brett's a Pisces and she knows because she's dated two Pisces and Mm -hmm. they both have restraining orders against her Mm -hmm. and (laughs) the moment when she's just casually saying that and the producer goes I'm sorry (laughs) Yeah, but she's not the only one because Danica also has restraining orders and she is the one that pushed Brett in the beginning of this season. There's a lot of like feisty girls, a map. We need a Venn diagram of this. I need a Venn diagram and I also need like a full biography of Danica in like video form because I feel like she has like interesting stories and we're not getting enough of her on the show. And I... I think it's like right now the OGs are kind of bumming me out. Like I think they don't have that much going on. They're not being super like open about problems that they do have. And so I think the new people, like I don't necessarily like care deeply about them, but like, I think they're kind of refreshing and fun. Yeah. I'm excited that Raquel has a voice this season and I feel like they made her out to be someone she's not. And um I feel like she's a good person and she's excited to like show the world that she's like not a moron, but the cheeseburger thing set her back a few steps. (laughs) Hashtag Raquel 2020. I know, but at the same time, I feel like Sheena loves this new trio as well because Sheena loves working at Sir. She just loves it. And she loves that there's new meat, like younger girls. Cause I feel like she looks at Sir as being in like a sorority. Yes, and she loves being, like, the pledge master. <laughs> she's, she's the recruitment chair. <laughs> she's like, yeah. okay, this is the dress code. Make sure you look hot. <laughs> I can't. 
Yeah, I'm liking the dynamic of like the new people and James with Raquel and Sheena kind of being in that mix. I think it feels like a group that kind of makes sense. And I'm excited, I don't know, like I can't do Jackson Brittany anymore. Like Katie kind of bums me out. Like, I don't know, I'm just excited that I'm, I feel like I'm vibing with the new people more now because the beginning of the season, I was kind of like, I don't know about these children. Well, Katie's never brought me excitement since season one, so. Yeah, that's I'm, fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like this season has already been on for so long. We're on like episode 15. and I know. At this point, they're definitely going to have to do an online reunion, right? Well, yeah, they, I think so, because we're, if we're not up, if we're not like going back to work, then anytime soon, then neither are they. And so I feel like they're going to have to start doing their stuff at home, but that's going to be so like annoying to watch because I I know really want to see them in person, especially since they always sit on stools. They don't sit on couches. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. They always like their reunion is going to have like 46 people at it. And like, everybody's going to be like perched on a stool and (laughs) it'll be the first time that the whole cast is together, like the entire season. Cause there's just like, yeah, I mean, their reunion is a social distancing nightmare because it's like a group of yeah. 10 or more. No, there's like 50 people. Yeah, but not everyone makes it to the reunion. But there was some drama this week with Vanderpump Rules in real life via social distancing on Twitter. So, Dylan, oh can gosh. you let us know what that tweet was? Okay, so Stasi tweeted a joke about how she's like so bored in quarantine that she would willingly go back to waitressing at Sir if it meant that quarantine could be over. And whatever, I kind of thought the joke was funny. I mean, it's like pretty like easy humor, but like Stassi's been like, I feel like, I think she's pretty funny on Twitter generally. That's like why she got a book deal. But um, <laughs> but then Danica, one of my like new, I'm like a ride or die for Danica now, apparently. She clapped back to Stassi's tweet and was like, hey, there's like some of us who work at Sir who like are really struggling right now and would like love to be able to go back to work. So like, it's kind of not funny and like fucked up to joke about. And I can't decide if I think that this was like a genuine reaction from Danica or if she like was feeling a little thirsty and was like, oh yeah, I'll get her good. Okay, so this is where I love where we share different opinions because I told you that I am team Stassi for this because when I read the tweet, it was one of the Stassi wasn't, if Stassi wanted to dig or if she wanted to um, offend someone, she would. And she, she can. So like this tweet was funny and I feel like she doesn't even think about people like Danica, which is like, not in a mean way, but she's not, they're not friends. So I feel like she was just tweeting something from her past, like to her circle. Right. And the fact that Peter um, replied with another joke, it was a joke. Like, and this yeah. is a type of exact um, scenario where people are just overthinking it. Like Stassi is not working either. She, she, like you said, she had to cancel her and postpone her entire tour. Like she's making yeah. light of the situation. And I feel like, yeah, Danica just wants screen time. Sorry. I think- I think this kind of puts in a like clear light how there are just like too many people on this show that have no actual connections to each other. Because like the fact that Stassi and Danica are like starring in the same TV show and yet I feel confident that they've never spoken to each other for more than like five (laughs) minutes. 
And there's like so many, like, I don't think any of the OGs have ever talked to like Charlie and Danica outside of like a few minutes here and there. Like it really feels disjointed. And I think I'm curious to see like for next season, if they make some bigger casting changes. Cause like right now I counted the other day, there are like 18 full-time cast members. Well, what we need is for Lisa to open another restaurant and oh, then yeah. maybe another spinoff will happen. And then we can have so much more to talk about. And then Nicolaine can design like 12 more <laughs> chandeliers. <laughs> I am curious. So there were like, there have been rumors that there'll be a Vanderpump Dogs spinoff, which like I am oh, personally yeah. not excited for, but like, obviously. If Raquel is starring in it, I would watch it. Obviously, if it happens, I'm going to watch it. One, because it's my job, and two, because I'm addicted to this shit. But I'm curious, like, if they would bring over any of the Vanderpump Rules people to adopt. I think they would 100% would, because that's how they would, I think, get the audience into it. Because I guess that's uh, true. Yeah. The cast members have somewhat fans. Yeah. Lala has volunteered there a little bit this season. She has volunteered her time stocking dog food. You know, (laughs) somebody's got to do it. Okay, so our, like, last big point that we have to talk about, obviously, is the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season premiere. It was this week. So exciting, I guess. I mean, personally, I feel that the last couple seasons of Beverly Hills have been kind of a letdown in the drama department. Um, And so I'm excited for this season, but, like, trying to keep my expectations, like, Mm -hmm. mediocre because I don't want to be, like disappointed right I thought their first episode was like pretty pretty promising I think it led us into for what's to come this season I mean last night we met Garcelle who I love Sutton Mm -hmm. who I am on the fence about and gave us a little bit of what's happening in the next few weeks because let me tell you something let's just jump to the end of the episode really quick that was the most epic ending to an episode that was almost like we went to the movie theater and that was the end of a movie. Um, it was like a post credit scene at like a Marvel movie and you're like, okay, when does the next one come out? My jaw was, I was like, oh, I think they had to do that though. And for everyone who doesn't know what's going on, there is real life drama happening between Denise Richards and Brandy Glanville and they've been teasing it for so long that it finally aired last night, but the actual drama didn't unfold. It's just kind of like, everything's been a tease, but it's not even like, a tease where no one cares about. Like, I need this to come out right now. Well, it's it's kind of like multiple layers of drama because obviously, yeah. so the rumor is that Brandy and Denise hooked up, whatever, that is its own thing. Well, had an alleged affair. But then in terms of the show, there's, they said last night at the very end, they go in December, Denise stopped shooting with the other women mm-hmm. and they show Kyle and Rinna talking about how they think she's done. She's not going to come to the reunion. She's walking off the show, basically. We see her saying to her husband, don't say anything, we're on camera. And then in an iconic moment, which I can't wait to watch. I really can. I have chills time, even thinking. She's at dinner and she is like, no, we're not going to talk about this. Bravo, bravo, fucking bravo. And like little known thing, like they're basically told on the show that like, if they say bravo on camera, that footage like won't be used because they don't want to like break the fourth wall. And so in that moment, and like, she's not the first person to do that, I've heard, but like, it's the first time they've ever showed it on camera. And like, oh my God. 
But then that smirk when she sits down. But then, the end, yeah. And they're like, Denise, are you ready to talk about it? And oh my God, she looks like straight out of Desperate Housewives. That face. First of all, she's like wearing sweatpants with her dress. You can see it. <laughs> oh, I, they all do that. And I love I when know, you get a behind the so scenes good. look. Okay, so let's get into the episode because it, it was it was the first episode where they just, you know, introduced everyone and kind of like left off where everyone is. And Kyle had her first ever um, fashion show for New York Fashion Week. So everyone flew across country like they could to go support her. And it was funny because a tweet actually came out today. There was drama with her and Dorit. And Dorit kept saying, she was on Watch What Happens Live last night too, saying how she saved Kyle's show. Like she stepped yeah. in and did everything. And today Kyle tweeted, um, like Dorit, you didn't, save my show we actually paid a lot of money for a production team which like I kind of agree like Dorit did as a friend help her but like under no circumstance did she save the show unless that was not shown last night because yeah I mean <laughs> I didn't I think see that, that. Was Dorit like being a little dramatic because it's one thing to come in as a friend and offer like a, a word of advice or two but Dorit came in and she was like oh I think that would look good with this she wasn't like saving the entire show yeah like she and she didn't like cast the model she didn't get them ready she didn't do anything she was kind of just giving like kyle friendly <laughs> advice which is like i have full trust that kyle wouldn't have taken this on without um professional help and she she did right she had she had um <laughs> the the producer with the pink hair who was like gonna blow up at her oh my god that was like i got a little scared but anyway um i we thought, saw a little i thought it was of- crazy that it was the first episode of the season and within five minutes they were already not in Beverly Hills. (laughs) I know, I was a little upset about that. Literally, it was like, okay, here's the opening credits. We're going to show them packing for like 10 seconds and then New York City, here we come. And I'm like, oh, uh, okay, I felt like I had whiplash. (laughs) But then they um, introduce Sutton who brings Lisa Rinna to (sighs) um, Dolce & Gabbana's apartment or Domenica Dolce's apartment because Sutton has money that apparently no one knows about, but it's a lot. And you know, my favorite part of the entire episode, Lisa Rinna puts a crown on and there is a voiceover from none other than Lisa Vanderpump. And I was like, oh my God, it was like a tease for me, but obviously she's not on the show, but I was, it was a little bit of a dig, but it was, I loved it. That was like such a, such a great moment. And like, I think what Real Housewives does so well is they know exactly when to do those little like editing moments and tricks and stuff that are going to make people like really lose their minds. And it was like, oh, that's the perfect moment. Yeah. I don't know how I feel. I'm, I I don't like to judge by first episode, but I want to see a little bit more of Sutton because so far I'm happy she got demoted to a friend because she's a little too judgy wudgy for me. I see. I like that. And I think she has the best legs and arms (laughs) in Beverly Hills for me. What's been lacking the last couple of years is like people just like saying what's on their mind and like not being too concerned with like, Oh, am I going to upset this person? Or like, am I going to bring up something I shouldn't bring up? I'm like, Obviously, we haven't seen Sutton get into any, like, real drama yet, but, like, it excites me that she's not afraid to be, like, shitting on Dorit's designer labels because, like, nobody else will even do that, let alone, like, get into her finances and, like... Right, but I do think Teddy's black romper was super cute. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I... But anyway, I the thing with Sutton is it's going to be interesting because from what I've heard, 
they filmed assuming she was going to be a housewife and then there were issues with her ex allowing the kids to be shown on tv Mm -hmm. and so it was kind of like last minute that she wasn't going to be a housewife anymore so like she should still be around a lot I think and I kind of like it when they have like like consistent friends like that yeah I do too but then they show um for the ladies at the lot hotel which is actually right by my apartment and we have some real life drama from that too there is a bunch of them talking it was Erica Denise Garcelle and Brenna Dorit Teddy I don't know (laughs) oh my god sorry I don't remember the fourth but there was some um drama with Charlie and Denise and that Erica's telling her she should she should get a lawyer ASAP but I kind of agree with Denise in the sense where she's dealt with Charlie Sheen for quite some time that she kind of knows how to handle him but I don't really get into housewife legal issues but anyway (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, they ordered some cocktails sitting outside and they, this nice little waiter came over and brought them and Denise had oh something to say about the tequila. She ordered a tequila Rosado. No, no, no. Rosi- okay. Rosado? No, no, no. You got to get it. A- <laughs> if you know anything about Denise, you got to know that her tequila order is a Casamigos Reposado. <laughs> yeah, but she didn't order Casamigos. She just said tequila. But she's a tequila connoisseur, I would say. I really would. I have, like, faith in that. And apparently he brought her a tequila Blanco, and she took one look at it. And, like, I got, like, I was offended through the screen, honestly. I, I really was. And he was like, no, this is it. And she's like, no. And she looked up at him with, like, dagger eyes. And that you can tell, like, the Charlie drama was, like, filling her up and she like took it out on this waiter and he walked away with it which I'm assuming he eventually brought the right cocktail I am excited because I think last season it was like fun getting to know Denise and I'm getting like subtle vibes that she's gonna be like a little bit of a villain this season oh yeah and so I'm like I'm kind of excited that they're already like dropping hints about that because like the drink order thing is like it's such a like stereotypical housewives thing but like I love getting to see that side of Denise Richards because like we all know Denise Richards, whatever, like she's been famous mm-hmm. forever, but like, it's fun to kind of see those moments where it's like, oh, that was like kind of bitchy. Right. But then a certain someone who we love. Oh my God. So Brandy. Called her out. Brandy Glanville was obviously watching the episode like the rest of us. <laughs> so, um, if you know anything about Brandy lately, she is not shy about her feelings on Denise. And she tweeted, I'm sorry, but there is a way to say to your waiter, I've waited a lot of tables, that you think your drink might be wrong without being a complete bitch. I judge people by the way they treat others. And so <laughs> I love that Brandy is like coming out swinging on social media with Denise mm-hmm. before they've even gotten to any of their personal issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's such a good thing. And it's fun fact, next week we are going to have Brandy Glanville herself coming on the podcast and so we will be sure to ask her about lots of things, but especially the uh, Reposado gate. <laughs> yeah, I am so yeah. excited to talk to Brandy, but it's it's almost like anyone that was on the show with her. I truly don't know what will come out of her mouth and how we're going to react because there she has no boundaries, which is what I love about her. And I feel like it's going to be really cool to talk to her, not have been on the show for a little bit. So especially since she is involved in drama right now, I'm just really excited to hear her opinions. I'm so excited to have her back. I mean, like, obviously people have a lot of varying 
she's a very polarizing figure and I think it was good for her to take some time away but like having her back in the mix just like even if it's just kind of like on the sidelines I think is fun and Beverly Hills does that so well like they'll bring around Kim or like Camille has still been on and like mm-hmm. I know we're gonna see Adrian this season and yeah. I mean and it's fun because it feels like more than a lot of other cities like I believe that these women all kind of run in the same circle right and so it's fun that they can kind of just like come in and out and like still fit in the group even if they haven't been on the show in a few seasons right like these are the types of women who are going to make an appearance as opposed to the ones who like left on bad terms who are will like never be back on the show but which is what happened with brandy <laughs> but i that's what i love about her like she will be back which is stir that pot okay so we any other thoughts on Beverly Hills or anything? I feel like we pretty much covered it. Excited for the season. We'll see yeah. how it unfolds. Um, yeah, and so, Erica obviously made us, like, her glam and her outfit choices already. I, I'm excited for the rest of the season. I can't wait. Like, even Garcelle was like, boss bitch. Who shows up to a bar in that white fur coat like that with the gold gloves? I'm like, she's just, she's just so glam. That's her. That's her. She's glam. She's just glamorous. She's glam. Um, Okay, so we already talked about a lot of the social media drama. I quickly want to just mention um, Jax Taylor got into some Twitter nonsense where he was like angry tweeting about a FedEx delivery that didn't go smoothly. (laughs) And we have an article about it on the site that I wrote on Batches.com if you want to go read it. But I just like Jax's energy on Twitter is so like 80-year-old man who has nothing better to do than just (laughs) about society and like I really am intrigued by this like I feel like it's a very like angry conservative like perspective that he's adopted on the world and I'm like I don't know where this is going to end up but like oh I feel like it's a train wreck waiting to happen no but I need to know what he ordered that was that important like what was in that FedEx box that he now (laughs) has to go get and that was that important for him to rage about I need to know what's in there so I saw someone I hope he comment, lets us know. I saw someone comment. They were like, I'm so sad Jax now has to drive across town to pick up his foot fetish pornography. Like, ew. Oh ew, that made me so... I don't like that. Like, ew. Come yeah, on. well, we all know Jax likes his feet, but... Uh, <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> um, also, I think Shaz of Sunset is going to have to do an online reunion at this point, and that makes me sad, too. I know, but maybe for them, it is better that they're not all in the same room because (laughs) there is some heavy drama this season, but this week's episode was actually pretty good because we're just seeing how MJ and Reza are kind of making amends, if that's what you want to say. And so they had Mima's country festival, festival, Boots and Brews, if you want to say, who which he quote unquote produced, but... They all went there and that was the first time they all saw each other, which is kind of cool that they were all able to be in the same vicinity for the first time. But fast forward to a funny slash not funny moment of Gigi, who we've talked about. She had just had this um, surgery and she was supposed to be in a wheelchair because she can't be standing for that long. And I don't think she listened to them and she had to go sit back on the bus and lay down. She was in excruciating pain and she was calling for the EMT and she Wanted to go to the hospital. Um, turns out a few minutes later, she admitted to a few people that 
she actually ate a lot of macaroni and cheese and she's lactose intolerant. And I, my jaw dropped when I saw that. I was like, Gigi, are you serious? Like that's that for the friends I feel was really scary because what if something was God forbid wrong and they were all there knowing the circumstances, she just went under. Oh yeah. No, I mean like she's dramatic as fuck. And like, it's entertaining. But like, if I actually had a friend like that, I would be so annoyed. I know. But also as someone who is lactose, I would know that that would happen if you ate, especially like mac and cheese at a country. Think about the cheese that is in that. Oh my God. That is like 18 stomach aches in one, but. But yeah, I'm excited to see, I don't know how much of their season they have left, but clearly um, shit is going to hit the fan again with Rosa and MJ because they are. Yeah, I'm kind of scared. They are not on good terms right now in the real world. So I'm. And is the new walking off the set. Xing out your Zoom on a closing out the Zoom. <laughs> on a reunion. You know, Bye, wig closes computer. <laughs> Imagine. And also, <laughs> last night um, was a new episode of Summer House, which I obviously watch every week because I'm miserable in the winter. Oh, it's not even the winter. I don't even know what season it is. It's but cold. They they started it out as a um, the end of like a murder mystery party, and it's so funny because I always think of themed parties and how fun they are or could be. And I, I feel like I can speak for everyone when they say it's such a good idea. And then when you're, when you're there, you're like, God, I wish I was in my sweatpants drinking. Well, also that murder mystery party was just at the house. They didn't even invite anyone else. So it's like seven people just sitting in like flapper dresses pretending to solve murder. But I do have to say the drama that I was intrigued in this week was that Lindsay now has a boyfriend and she brings him to the house, which she's entitled to. And Carl got like drunk and went to bed, which he's like, he doesn't do. And he admitted to being like upset and then talking to someone else. Like I, she, that's fine. She brings a guy, but like, have I ever brought a girl home? And like, that's his boundaries. <laughs> like for being, what he did to Lindsay was so rude. And like, and they finally made up. And she, as a woman is like, totally, it's totally acceptable to, first of all, have a boyfriend and bring him to the house. Like, you guys are not dating anymore. Get over it. Also, the only reason that he didn't have... He invited that girl, Sarah, to the other party a few weeks ago. In front of Lindsay, by the way. The only reason she wasn't there is because she, like, ghosted him, not because he didn't want to have another girl there. Yeah, Yeah, but I I love that the line being drawn was that he didn't bring (laughs) someone home. Yeah, I don't know. I think, like, Summer House is definitely entertaining this season, but, like, some of these people, I'm like, man, you got to get your shit together. I know. But um, I would okay. still like to be, I want to really just go in the pantry and see what snacks they have. <laughs> I would I would love to see how stocked their pantry is, because I feel like <laughs> I could use that in my quarantine times. Um, I, I could use, like, a production crew stocking my fridge every week. Okay, so before we finish, we are going to do a little thing where we each pick our favorite Bravo celebrity of the week, and we are calling it the number one Bravo Leb in the group, of course, in reference to our Vanderpump Rules men. Um, so Barry, who is your number one Bravo Leb in the group this week? My number one Bravo Leb is Erica Jane, because I loved that she brought the girls to her... Um, first job at Shakers and showed them and was not, first of all, she's not afraid to do anything or show anyone and she's not ashamed of anything. And she brought the girls to show them like what she did to make money and how to get through and, and really it was impressive. 
I did love that scene. And I loved that Denise Richards was like, it's not a strip club if they're wearing bikinis. Like, <laughs> yeah, she was so adamant about that. Like, take your clothes off. I said she's like the one girl on a bachelorette party who's like a little too intense about like getting a stripper. <laughs> she's like, we want him to be naked. <laughs> and everybody's like, okay. <laughs> um, I've done that. My number one Bravo Lab of the week, it has to be Danica, which it feels like an out of left field wow. choice, even to me. But I think both, so she's a friend of on Vanderpump this season. And I think both on camera and on social media, she is um, clearly putting in the work to try and earn that full-time spot. And you know what? I respect someone who likes to hustle. <laughs> okay. My, my number one like thing about people on Bravo shows is that it's like the second you don't want to be there, I don't want to watch you on the show. So that was my yep. thing like with Lisa Vanderpump last season or like with Bethany. It's like, yeah, like I miss them, but like I don't want to watch people phone it in. And I feel like Danica is, she's not phoning it in. Okay, so be sure to rate, review, and subscribe and keep listening for our interview with Luann. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, we are back on Mention It All, and we are so excited right now to be joined by the one and only Countess Luann Deliceps. How's it Hi. going? Good, Hi, good. How are you? Uh, we're all we're all making do just at home. <laughs> yeah. I think that's pretty much everybody's story right now. <laughs> yeah. So, um, where are you at right now? What's your quarantine situation? Well, you know, I feel, you know, lucky and grateful. I'm in my house out in the Hamptons, so, you know, um, I can get outside a bit, and, but I'm, you know, cooking a lot. The weather's been cold, so I've been in a lot, you know, um, cooking and just um, Zooming and, uh, you know, writing and working a little bit and watching a lot of Netflix and The Tiger King. Oh, my God. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch the new episode of Tiger King? I did, I did. And then I saw the, um, the TMZ thing that um, uh, Harvey Levin did. Did you catch oh, that? Oh yeah. I did not, mm. but I will. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's basically about how, you know, this guy, you know, got used by a lot of people. Although he was not a good guy, there was a lot going on behind the scenes. Interesting. So how, what does it feel like, obviously the new season of Real Housewives of New York premiered a couple weeks ago now. What has it been like being home in this quarantine during the premiere? Because normally you're so out and about and doing press and there's a party and... Yeah, you know, well, we of course um, had to cancel our premiere party and like everything else got canceled. Um, So it's been so crazy because you know normally like you said we're out and about and um we're celebrating the show and doing a lot of press and so you know I've been doing a lot uh, via zoom uh it's just weird to watch the show now and see all these great places that you know 
we have in the city and not being able to go there anymore. It's kind of frustrating, you know, but it, at the same time, I'm glad we have that because at least it's like you could get to watch it. Even though you can't be there, it's like the next best thing. Mm. Right. Being at home, are you still um, filming interviews at all in your house or via Zoom? Yeah, I'm doing a lot of interviews via Zoom and um, doing, you know, I just did Watch What Happens Live and uh, with Andy and John Oliver. So, you know, I'm, I'm keeping up uh, via Zoom, basically. And, <laughs> you know, I've been doing actually Zoom phone calls with some of the girls um, talking about the show. And so I've been having fun with that. Honestly, I, I feel like I'm only going to Zoom people from now on. <laughs> like, I don't know if I'm going to choose to go out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that or FaceTime, right? Definitely. So I know Kyle Richards posted on Instagram that they were doing um, confessional interviews for Beverly Hills from home. Have you guys had to do that at all? Well, not yet, but I think that we're going to have to start because, you know, I think that we thought it would be over sooner than it's going to be. And with what's going on, I think that, you know, it's going to be longer and we're going to have to be doing some Zoom interviews, I think, from our homes. Mm hmm. So it's like, what to wear, okay, we'll have to figure out the makeup. Um, I, you know, I'm in, the, I'm in the country, so I don't have a lot of city clothes here, so I'll do the best I can. I'll just find another bow or something. Well, it's fun to see how kind of these shows are adapting right now. Obviously, Watch What Happens Live, you've done the at-home version, and it's kind of, it's not ideal, obviously, but it's kind of exciting to see what we can make happen under these circumstances. And I know the new season of New York has been kind of a joy for people to take their minds off everything that's going on. Yeah, no, I'm so glad that we were, we were airing now at this difficult time because people were really, you know, um, excited about the show. And I'm so glad that we were able to, to give them that kind of entertainment, to, you know, just to lose them themselves for a minute in, in our show and, um, you know, and take some of the stress off. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. let's get into it. I love you this season. No, I love thank you, you every season. But how do you um, see yourself and like, what are you excited for, both in your story and just the season in general? You know, I'm excited for my season in particular because for me, it's a season of redemption. I've kind of hit the the reset button, you know, I'm back in the driver's seat and I feel, you know, like I have um, a control over what happens this season as I have not in the past couple seasons. <laughs> <laughs> kind of taken out of my hands. And, uh, and, uh, and I feel like it's one of our best seasons yet because, um, you know, I think Leah fits in really well. I mean, I think she's yeah. one of the best new housewives we've had in a long time. So I feel like she fits in and that makes a huge difference. And we have a lot of fun. You know, there's always drama, but I feel like there's a lot of fun this season. I felt like some of the past couple seasons have been a bit heavy. And I feel like this season's lighter and more fun. And I think people are really going to enjoy it. Yeah, the new and improved Lou. New and improved Lou. New and improved. So talking about starting this season obviously one of the big kind of i guess the elephant in the room which you have not been shy about talking about was bethany leaving the show and so i kind of i was kind of taken aback when i saw her comments a couple weeks ago about 
you know, people not being inspired or, you know, choosing to watch something uplifting. Personally, I find Real Housewives to be uplifting. But um, what you've said that you think this is your strongest season yet. And what kind of, what about this season really makes you feel that way with the casting changes, the storylines? Well, I just feel like, uh, like I said, you know, I've been through a a rough couple of years and, and and it's over for me. And that's huge because, you know, I wasn't able to um, just be me. I wasn't able to, to, to be Lou um, because I had this weight, you know, kind of, you know, cloud hanging over my head. So mm. I feel like, you know, I'm a lot freer and, and I feel relieved and I think it's going to show. Um, I'm a light, lighter on my feet and, um, and I feel like, you know, listen, I was surprised when Bethany made those comments because... Our ratings are great, um, you know, and she's the one who left the show. So why, you know, make comments? You know, it's, 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 you know, it doesn't make sense to me. It's like, you're going to leave a show, then leave a show and do your thing, you know? And I, listen, I wish her the best. I, um, you know, I know she's on to other projects. So, you know, good for her, you know? And this season I think is great because we have a lot more breathing room. Um, and the women get to express more themselves and, and get, you know, more camera time as a result. So even just in, in the first couple episodes, I've been super impressed with Leah. I feel like she really already is not afraid to speak her mind and, you know, cause some tension. And so I'm, I'm excited to see kind of the new dynamic that comes around this season for sure. Yeah. You know, like I said, she's, you know, she's a New Yorker, so she can hold her own. She's a tough girl. At the same time, she's vulnerable. And I think um, people are going to really relate to her. You know, she's got her family struggles. And, you know, just to see her navigate the women is is hysterical. Yeah, I, I actually like how she, like, stands back a little bit and knows when to, when to pop into a conversation and then her confessions are actually really funny because she's she's very honest yeah but, um she was a little open this episode this week um when she told her story and i'm excited yeah. to see more of her yes yes you're gonna you're i think you're gonna really like her i think fans are gonna really like her i think she's a great addition to the cast and we have a very uh exciting season you know, as the editors writing the show, you know, they were just, uh, I spoke to them a couple of times and they were just like, Lou, every episode is good. Amazing. So, you know, I'm excited to see it myself because guess what? We don't get to see it until the week before. So. And I'm, and I'm guessing you don't always get those texts if they're not super, if they're not happy with what is coming together. Right. Well, yeah, you know, it's just, it, you know, sometimes they'll be like, oh, one episode is like slower than others sometimes, but this season they're all good. So that's, that's exciting. Well, I'm that's not disappointed crazy. yet. It's crazy now. I mean, your show has been on for like almost 200 something 50 episodes. Yeah, and so. 12 years. Obviously, the editors really know what they're doing, but you guys are pros too. I mean, you and Ramona and Sonia and now Dorinda's been around for quite a while also. So, I mean, you can tell that all of you guys really feel comfortable on camera and you know what works and you know, it shows in the, in the final product. And so it's- Yeah, I think that that makes a big difference. I think our, you know, I, our friendships are real and I think people can really feel that. And, you know, the camera doesn't lie. I mean, it sees right through fake. And, um, and I think that's why New York works so well is because our relations, 
relationships are real and they are deep and they they are um have been around for a long time so i think people can really see that and it's authentic and i think that's important i love that i love when the friendships are real i feel like i'm friends with you guys (laughs) (laughs) i've grown with you for 12 years (laughs) (laughs) right I know it's so so funny because people are like, I've grown. I mean, I've had girls come to my cabaret show, and they're like, I have grown up watching you. I mean, so they're in their twenties now, but they were literally like twelve and <laughs> fourteen when they started watching the show, and they're like, we grew up on you with like their mom. You know what I mean? So that's such a cute, heartwarming thing for me to have to have girls say that, and you know, and that I've been inspiring to them. That's that's so cool to have people say that, and. Um, and I think, um, you know, I've been honest and, you know, I make mistakes just like everybody else does. So, um, and I've been pretty honest about those. It was funny. So my, my roommate is actually watching New York for the first time right now from the beginning. And so I've just caught random episodes and like, I saw like some of season two or something. And then I came back a couple weeks later and I see like Victoria, Noel and Avery and all of a sudden they're adults. I know. (laughs) It is crazy seeing those early seasons and it's like, oh, they were like kids when they came on the show. Yeah, Yeah, well, I mean, when I started the show, let's see, it's 12 years now. So Victoria was 12. That's funny. uh, And Noelle was 10. Yeah, they were, they were small and Aston was just a puppy. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, I always say it's like a living photo album of my life watching the show. And, you know, when I look at it and even my old house, you know, because I live in a different home now out in the Hamptons. And I'll be like, oh my God, that was such a great house. And I don't miss the house until I see it on the show. Yeah. Well, it also just hits differently because we live in New York. So even watching the show, we see where you are and we get it a little bit more than other franchises, I should say. But um, speaking of that, are there any other housewives or people from Bravo in general that you're friends with or that you keep in contact with? Oh, yeah. I mean, I did a live Insta with Cynthia Bailey the other day. Um, uh, Lisa Renna and I are tight. You know, they were both in my Feel and Giovanni music Mm. video. (laughs) Um, I'm looking forward to season. What season are they on um, Beverly Hills tonight? Ten. Tonight. I can't believe it's been ten years. So now um, Kyle Richards is joining you in the ten season club tonight. Yeah. (laughs) Or not, it won't be tonight when you're listening, but. (laughs) Yeah. So is there a show on at the same time? Nine o'clock? I think it's at eight. It's, yeah. Oh, is it earlier? Okay. Yeah, I want to catch it tonight. I want to catch the premiere. I know. They're always so fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think they're I at home. Com- the story of Denise Richards. What's that whole thing all about? Oh, I know. I know. We shall I'm, see. I'm yeah. very excited to get into that because I feel Apparently like Apparently it doesn't unfold, though, for a few more <laughs> episode so I can't it's been in the news now for so long that I can't wait to watch it myself and just see from my own opinion what is happening right it's like a, right. a book I'm so excited yeah. <laughs> except it's people's real life <laughs> yeah my favorite book is Real Housewives <laughs> um, yeah. so are there any um are there any like past New York housewives that you would like to bring back or kind of have back in the mix that you maybe keep in touch with or felt like had a really strong presence on the show? Well, there's Jill Zarin, you know, who from the very beginning was there. <laughs> I love Jill. I know, Jill's the best. You know, and you'll see her this season on the show. I, I bring her I bring her back in. So um so we'll get to see Jill this season and um 
And other than Jill, I think, um, hmm, I thought Aviva was good. I said that the other day to someone. I was like, <laughs> I miss Aviva. I so know. random, but she added television. something. I thought she, she was, was intelligent. People didn't always like her, but she they were always entertained, I would say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, she's got the husband and the children, and, you know, I, I don't know if she'd ever be on the show again, but I think she's she was always, I always thought she was a good housewife. Um, so it's been 12 years, like you said, since the show started. What do you feel like has changed the most in that time? It could be like filming, how you promote it, social media, obviously, is a thing. I, you know, I think social media has changed <laughs> changed so much right I mean who knew the, the, when did Instagram come along I mean you know uh we didn't have that when we started the show so I feel like that's really changed things um I feel like we have changed as people because as you know we get older we grow and we change and you know our family lives change you know a lot of us got divorced since you know since the show started and um I wouldn't say that the show had um, a lot to do with it. Um, I would just say that it probably doesn't help a lot, but, um, but there's been a lot of changes in status, let's say, you know, um, if we're filling out a report for Raya, <laughs> status changes. <laughs> I'm on the wait list. I've been on the wait list for like a year. Oh, oh really? So yeah. I'm very <laughs> upset. Well, I, I don't know how great it is. So, so, I love that that's your, that, that is what has changed. Right. Yeah. I, I think, I think social media has changed really yes. the landscape of how we live our lives. I really do. And it, no different from the housewives. Well, it's funny watching old reunions sometimes, the amount that Andy will quote someone's Bravo TV blog <laughs> of what right. they said about the episode, whereas now it all just goes down on Twitter or on Instagram. Like, <laughs> Yeah, blogs are something of the past, I, I'm afraid. Yeah. <laughs> I miss them. Did well, you... um, and you know what is also is the style has changed, right? Oh, yes. I mean, Ramona's gotten a lot classier over the years. <laughs> And we do miss your statement necklaces, though. Oh, right. I know. I've been, light I've been lightening up on my statement necklaces, although I still do have my Countess collection. So, um, so I, still, I still do wear statement necklaces, but not as much. Yeah, I think it's, speaking of it's more focused style. on the bling now. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. That's actually the necklace when I saw you last. I told you. I said, I love that necklace. It's so Which beautiful. One? The one you're wearing right now. Oh, the star one. Yeah, I, I was so intrigued by it. But speaking of style, your outfit in the Hamptons last episode was beautiful that Thank I you. even said it out loud when I was sitting by myself, which is so sad. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow, <laughs> she looks very Hamptons right now. That's but right. in this week's episode, Ramona did have something to say about Yeah, she made wearing. a joke about my outfit. <laughs> so listen. They all come out from New York. It's like, this is not New York. This is yeah, You're also not new to this. You know. <laughs> I've, been, I've been here for many, many years. I mean, since the 90s. So I've been here for a long time. Um, and listen, you know, the Hamptons is just more casual. And that's what we love about it. You know, if we want to dress up like we're in New York, then, you know, then we're in New York. I mean, but I think, you know, to be here at a nice party and there's barbecues going and you know cooking outside and the doors are wide open i mean it calls for a beautiful dress 
Yeah. What were your thoughts on Leah's black mesh bucket hat last week? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it was a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think a bucket hat looks good on anybody. I mean, I love her. She's such a beautiful woman, but it did not do her justice. I think of all, she pulled it. She was the one that pulled it off, that could have pulled it off. She's the only one that could pulled it off. Yeah, I mean, I'll give her that. Yes, 100%. I could picture Sonia trying, and she, it probably <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't quite work. Oh, I think Sonia could pull off a bucket hat, too. <laughs> I love it. Speaking of Leah, though, I need to know, where do you stand with um, Tattoo Gate? How you know do you what? feel about tattoos? It's interesting. You know, it's not for me, but... I don't have a problem with people having tattoos. I mean, you mean you, you talk to people with tattoos? Yeah, I actually talk to people. With <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was so ridiculous, but they are really snobby about the tattoo thing. It's like so Upper East Side. It's like, wait a second, you know, come on. What, you know, what generation are you living in? I mean, this is ridiculous. <laughs> um. Okay, so obviously we're stuck inside for now, but at some point that will end. Um, do you have any exciting plans for the summer? I know you have a new show that you're working on. Yeah, well, I'm working on my new show, Mary F. Kill, and I just got off the phone with my agent. Things have been pushed back till the fall. I just booked um, okay. Saturday, November 21st for DC. So um, yeah, so my tour is you know postponed, but I'll be coming back strong in the fall. So this summer, I'm just going to be able to, like, enjoy being creative about the new show, adding more things. Because, you know, the show that I had put together that was I was supposed to be on tour right now, yeah. uh, May 2nd, was my first show. So um, I feel like it's totally changed because a whole new season of The Housewives will be out. Right. Um, you know, uh, the, the tone of the show, I think, is going to change because of what's been going on in the world. So I got to take all those things in, into consideration to have the show be fresh. And, right. Mm -hmm. um, and I have my new dance song coming out with um, Desmond Child, which will come out in probably in August. So that'll be included in my show. So I'm excited. That's exciting. Yeah, it's, I'm sure it's stressful, but also a, an exciting opportunity to kind of be creative and add some new things. Oh, no, I love it. I love that part, which is the creative. Oh, my God, isn't this funny? Like, what did I come up with the other day? Oh. Bill Withers, you know, Bill Withers passed away, rest in peace. Mm -hmm. And um, I love that song that he did, Till You Use Me Up. Right? And I'm thinking, oh my God, how funny. <laughs> that sounds that great. How funny. And then like referred to like all the things that we used up during quarantine, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, stuff like that. I just, I, I love that part, the creative part. And, you know, it's very tongue in cheek, my show. So... Um, I'm enjoying the process. Well, I don't so, know if that time would make me more nervous to know that I had that much more time leading up to it, or like what you said, more excited, more motivated to to really like change things up and maybe it happened for a reason or just anything you know like that. You know what? Everything happens for a reason. I, you know, I, I get, I get a little nervous, but I don't really get that nervous. I love to be on stage and to perform and, um, and I love that creative part. You know, listen, my fans are just, I love them because I get out on stage and they just adore me. I could do no wrong. So <laughs> they're not expecting me to be, be Celine Dion, you know, it's not about that. It's about, it's about the, um, or, or, or what's, what would they refer to in the show? Um, Adele. 
Something <laughs> Adele, right? It's not about that. It's about the stories of the diary. It's about the jokes. It's about um, the music and the and the new song that I have coming out. It's 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 totally me. And that's what I think people appreciate about the show is that it's me being me, and it's the real, uh, it's the real thing, and uh, and it's entertaining and fun. I think people just want to be entertained and have a good time, and that's what the show is all about. Yeah, well, we need that new New York City date because yes, well, <laughs> I will I be was there. For town hall. I was doing town hall on June 11th, so. Oh. Um, so as soon as I know, you guys will know for sure. Thank you. <laughs> so we thought it would be fun to finish off with a little game in honor of your new show of Mary F. Kill. Okay. Um, so of course it's all in good fun. Nobody's, <laughs> nobody <laughs> needs to uh, take it too personally. But so first we wanted to do some past castmates on New York. So okay. if you had Bethany, Alex McCord, and Carol Radziwill. Okay, who would I marry Efferkill? Let's see. I'd have to marry Bethany because I know I would be financially secure. <laughs> um, uh, I'd have to kill Alex. And, oh God, wait a second. Uh, I don't know if I want to do Carol. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, okay, I'll do Carol. <laughs> I kind of agree choices. with you with that. I, I like that lineup for that. Yeah, okay, thank you. <laughs> so now for your current castmates, would you marry F. Kill Leah, Sonia, and Dorinda? Okay, I'd have to marry, uh, oh, let's see. Oh, this is tough. <laughs> Dorinda, Sonia, and Leah. Leah. Oh, I don't want to kill any of them. This is difficult. <laughs> um, Maybe you can marry or F one of them twice. You can block yeah, their I'm number. Have, I'm happy for Sonia and uh, Leah, and uh, I'm going to marry Dorinda. <laughs> okay, and then this one is just like, why not? Okay, if you had Simon Van Kempen, Mario Singer, and Andy Cohen. <laughs> oh my God. Well, let's see. Uh, I'll have to kill Simon. <laughs> I'll have to marry Mario because Andy, <laughs> I wouldn't have be having any sex with Andy. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, Mary, F, uh, what, wait, hold on. No, I'm going to have to marry Andy and I'm going to F Mario. There we yes. go. Mary like Andy that. doesn't sound too bad. And I think I'm his marry Andy, F, Sorry, marry Andy, F Mario and kill Simon. Yeah. And I think uh I think Andy Cohen's finances are in order also. So yeah. I think he's in good shape. <laughs> um well we just wanted to say thank you for joining us. Obviously, we are so excited about this season of New York. It's just getting started. Yes. Um, any any parting words about the new season? Anything to look forward to? I know we have a long way to go. Well, you know, the new season is it gets better and better, is all I have to say. And I'm excited for you guys to get to know Leah better because I think you're really going to love her. And uh, zoom, zoom, zoom. <laughs> zoom, <laughs> zoom, zoom. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank and you, of course, Luanne. this is our first yeah, ever episode. Yeah, thank Luanne. you for being our first guest. Oh, Bravo so by I'm so excited and so Mention honored it all. to be your first guest. So excited <laughs> and honored to be your first guest. Thank you, you guys. 
Yeah, of course. Bye, Luanne. Bye. Be safe. Be well. You too. Guys, thanks so much for listening to our first ever episode of Mention It All. We are going to be back with another episode talking about Real Housewives of Atlanta and a little bit of Shaz and Sunset on Monday. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks so much. Betches.